I remember my dad very gently, but still saying like, the screenplay is bad. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Today's episode is devoted to a multiple award-winning writer-director I've admired for years, Victoria and now Vancouver's own Connor Gaston. Having worked on three of Connor's films, I can tell you I'm still totally in awe of this guy's wildly inventive brain. His films explore mortality, often through some kind of novel metaphysical premise. They've screened in prestigious festivals around the world, including TIFF, Busan, Sapporo, Sedona, Newport Beach, Whistler, and Vancouver Film Festival. And along the way, they've won multiple Leos and other awards, including a Grand Prix in Cour des Short Film Festival in Paris. So, hey, Connor, I'm so glad we finally got you on Push In. Hi, Joyce. Thanks for having me. Scene one. Did you always know filmmaking was going to be what you wanted to do? No. I just remember in high school, whenever a certain project came up, I would ask my instructor if uh, I could film something for the project. But I never, I never really thought of filmmaking as a viable option. That's why I kind of went into screenwriting, because I could work on it alone in my basement. Your parents, Bill Gaston and Dee Dee Crane, are both writers. To be a writer... Was that ever an expectation for you? No, more of just an intimidation, frankly. They're always very supportive uh, of me, and they also warned me about the arts and (laughs) how treacherous they can be as a living. And I wasn't a giant reader uh, growing up. And so when I mentioned I wanted to get, get into writing, I think they were even more trepidatious over it. I tried to keep my kind of options open while continuing through the writing path. And I was smart enough to know that I shouldn't go into fiction because, you know, it was big shoes to fill. They're both fiction writers. And then, I, but I was always in love with story and filmmaking. So screenwriting felt like the natural path. I remember one day I was kind of thinking about giving up or at least like, like being a mailman never like struck me as like a, a pretty noble profession and, you get your exercise and they're always happy to me. And they're like, well, what about movies? And no, they've always been very, encur- very uh, encouraging and frankly, like an asset. There wasn't a single drawback. Please tell me there was one. No, it, I couldn't ask for better parents for what I've gone into. I, no, I, I can't think of one. Yeah, I guess intimidation. But even that was like, because screenwriting is far away enough from fiction, my mind is more of an asset than anything. Scene two. The Cameraman 2, which is the sequel to your internationally award-winning short, The Cameraman, is premiering in this year's Victoria Film Festival. And both of those short films are based on your dad's 1994 novel of the same name. And I'm curious as to what drew you to that particular novel of his. Yeah, I'm curious too. Uh, it's been so long since like the initial inspiration that it's hard to, for me to remember the the seed. Just the, the general answer is that I love the novel and I love the characters. And I adapted the novel into a feature. 
And I remember my dad very gently, but still saying like the, the screenplay is bad in a very gentle way. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily my ability. It was just that I adapted very faithfully to the novel. And he, he said something like, you know, I would have written as a, as a screenplay if it was a screenplay. So I had to rethink it completely and how can it actually work as a film? And then the Harold Greenberg Fund came along, which was the Shorts to Features project, which was an, ex an excellent exercise in that they asked for a short and the feature. So I had to extract a segment of the feature into the short form. And then I, you know, I worked on that to the point where I liked the short a much, much more than the feature itself. And I had to take a lot of artistic liberties, I suppose, to kind of make it my own and to make it more cinematic. You've also collaborated with your brother, Vaughn. And I'm always interested in how people manage collaborations. Can you talk a little bit about that process? I can try. It's a lot of uh, arguing. And... <laughs> But not actually. It's the best type of arguing. It's the kind of thing that I love, getting into the weeds with someone else who cares deeply about a project. And, you know, you can fight over a single word for an hour. And never in, like, there's no animosity or anything. It's just, like, the when you have a co-collaborator with something like that, you kind of need to have those discussions, ideally, you know, six months before you shoot. But I remember it fondly. I mean... We worked on a number of projects and uh, it's, it's, it's the best. It's, it's terrific fun at the end of the day. And to me, like, it just helps me think bouncing ideas off of someone else. And it helps when he has excellent ideas. So, Scene three. Okay. So I've noticed that children have starred in almost all of your films. So what is it about childhood? I don't think it was by design. I mean, I, I do think that animals are the best actors. No offense to actors. And then <laughs> children are the next best. And then come actors. And I'm, I'm joking a little bit. But I, it's, I don't think there's any secret to working with children in that, like, you just cast good children and also get to know their parents to make sure they're not, you know, psychos or anything like that. But... If I'm being honest, I, I, I don't look for a project with kids necessarily at all. It just happened to be the best uh, approach to the adaptation of the cameraman novel was to think of the characters as kids. That to me was really intriguing. And then we just got really lucky, lucky meeting Octavian and, and Nolan. And uh, it was just a pleasure after that. You've gotten uh, numerous award-winning performances out of your actors. I mean, I'm thinking of The Devout and other things, too. Do you use the same exact approaches with directing kids as you do with adults? Some, I think some directors have a tendency to like really speak down to children, and I think that's a huge mistake. I think you need to really treat them like adults and with respect and uh, the maturity I think the kids are maybe smarter than they let on often and can pick up when you're condescending to them and treating them with, you know, child gloves. And I think that's uh, generally not the right approach. But all that is just generalization. The, the truth is it just depends on the actor. Like you should adjust your approach depending on the actor. Get to know the actor and honestly get to know yourself as a director and how you like to work and just trying to be very open and 
being able to communicate how you like to work and hopefully the actor knows how they like to work. I don't think there's a big secret working with actors. I mean, I respect the hell out of actors. They have to be vulnerable in a room full of strangers under immense pressure. Scene four. Has there ever been a project that you just couldn't make work the way you wanted? And if so, did you learn something from it? How did it affect you? How do you bounce back? Yeah, every project of all time. Every single project is like a beautiful disaster. It's it's never what you think it's going to be. And if it is, then I think you're wrong. And I, th- I think the best directors are able to adjust to their limitations, personal limitations, but also just like really basic practical ones like budget and like location and everything. Bounce back? Yeah, I guess you bounce back by just writing the next one and plowing forward. I mean, I, I should say that like every project overall is is still a joy and I'm incredibly grateful for ever being on set, no matter what the project, because being on set is the best place in the world. And it's an absolute privilege to be there. Tail Slate. Wow. Thank you so much, Connor. That was super inspiring. Thanks, Joyce. Happy to be here. Looking forward to returning to Victoria for the film festival. Hope I get to see you. And that's a wrap. You can find links to Connor and his films in the show notes. And you can help promote the talented filmmakers we feature by liking, subscribing, or five-star rating us so others can find their interviews more easily. That's it for now. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.